Welcome to the Complete Manager Makeover Podcast, a management training and leadership development platform focused on providing managers and business owners with practical compliance and employee relations tips, tools, and techniques for every stage of their career or business. Our mission is to slash the statistic that employees don't quit their jobs, they quit their bad managers. Not anymore, because we are transforming the human and human resources with the Complete Manager Makeover. In this episode, I'm returning to the Hopathenga podcast at the Native Learning Center, where we're discussing hiring your first employee, what you need to know. Today, we're covering specifically hiring your first employee, what you need to know. Woo! Yeah, that means they're growing. Yay! Yay! Grow! <laughs> <laughs> and we want that. So that's, that's great. So let's um kick this off. And I'm just going to go ahead and jump into the first question that I have for you, Lisa. Okay. Right off the bat. So what are some very first things a business owner needs to do to hire their first? employee. Wow. Um, there's a list. There's so many things that we need to do. And obviously when we start our company, obviously we're registered with our state government, county government, things of that nature. And we'll get into that, but you want to apply for a federal employer identification number, also known as an FEIN number. That number identifies you as an employer. That means that you uh, use that on your tax returns and other documents that are submitted to the IRS. If you have to file a W-9 form, which is the form that you provide to other individuals who use your company's services, that is the identifying number. It's almost like the social security number for a person. It is the identification number for a business. So that's the first thing you want to do is get that number at federal federal employer ID number. And then we want to establish a system of payroll so that we can begin to withhold taxes. That's an important part as a portion of the employee's income is dependent deposited to the Social Security and Medicare tax. I think we've seen those little codes, you know, FIDA, FUDA, SUDA, all of those great codes on our on our paycheck, which just means money's being taken out for tax purposes. And uh, you can get some information on that. I would highly recommend listeners get an IRS publication number 1515, and that helps with the uh, employer taxes and how that all works and what have you. And then you want to make sure that you have an IRS form, W-4. That document just changed in 2020. So if you're using an old one, you're, you're using an outdated form. That is so your employee can designate how they want their federal tax withholding to be conducted. So that is an important document. And then Form I-9. The Form I-9 helps to ensure that you are hiring individuals who have the authorization to work in the United States. That is a required form for every single employee you hire, and it must be completed on day one of that employer's hire. So that's important. And then we can talk about federal notices and posters that need to be up in your workplace. And if you have a small workplace, some of those could be made available online, maybe in your payroll system. But those federal required posters are important. That's a whole nother podcast. All those all those uh, different required posters because there's OSHA posters and equal employment opportunity and safety in the workplace and workers' compensation um, and all of those kinds of things. So that that's just the starting point on a federal 
level because then there's state and county as well. Listen up, native small businesses. Y'all need to know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is important information for you guys specifically. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many calls on how to start, and there's just so many areas that you know need to be touched on and it's not just like a five minute conversation on how to start a business it's like a whole you know correct there's a lot to be set up and and i'm sure that your locations uh, have their own regulations as well on top of maybe some of these that help to regulate them because we also have to consider that was only federal so we have to remember the payroll taxes you know whether or not that's something that comes into play but from a state level you know is there an unemployment insurance information do we need to set up the state unemployment insurance account so that you can take that out and i, I believe the regulations changed if i'm not mistaken that you you guys are the experts here on this. Natives are now eligible for unemployment through the new CARES Act. So there's mm-hmm. been some changes there, right? And then mm-hmm. there's workers' compensation insurance that, you know, you've got to pay for insurance to ensure that if your employees are hurt on the job, they are covered medically, right? Not just your health care coverage, but this is workers' compensation coverage. You need to uh, ensure that you have that coverage. And then the state requires that any person hired is reported to the state for for purposes of administering uh, child support and any uh, wage orders or garnishments, right? We want them to be found, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. So there's a reporting requirement in each state that says you've got to notify the state that you've employed someone. You know, then the state requires certain notices and posters as well. So So there are differences in each federal or a state, right? Absolutely. For example, if you look at the difference between California and Florida, there's a huge difference in the state laws versus Florida's laws. There's a difference in minimum wage rates uh, throughout all of the states. And if your minimum wage at your state level is higher than the federal minimum wage, then you've got to comply with the state minimum wage, uh, not the federal. So the state law can supersede federal if it is more generous. I like to use that word. (laughs) So you've got to coordinate that. Right. Are there like any other like major differences? Uh, in terms of state, oh, absolutely. Like, I think we talked in, in our series about uh, hiring. Some states, you are permitted to ask whether someone is has been convicted of a felony on the application. Uh, some states, you are prohibited from doing that until after an offer of employment is made. So those state and federal differences could vary quite a bit. There are some states that require sick time pay. Florida does not. That's where we are conducting this podcast. So, and the state, uh, the federal minimum wage is $8.56. That just went up in 2020. So that is at a minimum. But if you look at Hawaii, it's $10.10. So I can't pay $8.56. I need to pay my state's minimum wage. And then Idaho's still, you know, a little bit behind with a minimum wage of $7.25. Well, guess what? They've got to pay the federal minimum wage. So that's... uh. Just a little on pay. <laughs> what about a uh, country and city? County and city. County, sorry. 
yeah, actually, in, in, I have a I have a uh, client in California, and there is a county ordinance that has a higher minimum wage. It's the same employer. They've got uh, you know two locations, two different counties, uh, same position. The same position pays one rate in one county and another rate in another county because the county minimum wage is is different. So it's it's you've really got to know and. Like I said before, know where it is you're, you're working, where is your headquarters located, and what are the governing rights. And multi-state employers can be even trickier. So you've got to know where are you operating and what are the laws, federal, state, county, city. All of those are, are very important to, to know and be aware of because they all interact with one another depending on what the law is. How do we know if we need to hire an employee or an independent contractor? Great question. One of my favorite questions actually, because we we have begun to see a huge shift in auditing this very same thing. I think sometimes business owners, you know, we, we take a look at what the payroll dollars are and we get worried that we can't make payroll because now we've got these taxes that we have to pay, but it will behoove you to ensure that you're getting an employee. If, if it's a qualified employee, then doing an independent contractor and then potentially having to pay three years in back wages if the employee's been there that long. So that's a huge number and could wipe out a business if you get fined for what we call misclassification. So there's a couple of things that you want to consider when navigating, do I need an employee or do I need an independent contractor? And the first thing is control. If the employer can exercise complete control over the way the worker does the job, how they do it, when they do it, where they're doing it, that worker is an employee, period right? Control is the biggest factor. And then if, if they're an independent contractor, well, then I do the work where I want, when I want, how I want, with the equipment that I want, completely independent of that employer. So that's one of the biggest ones is, is, is control. The next thing is supervision. Does the employee generally work under extensive supervision? Do I check in? Do I request, you know, reporting? Do they need to be on a Zoom call at five o'clock every day? Those mm -hmm. are some of the things that we need to look at. We also want to look at how the work is done. If I'm working with a client and they say, hey, I want a handbook written. They don't tell me how and who and where and how and when I'm going to do it. If I want to work on it on Monday and Friday, then that's how I and when I do it. That's how the work is done and when the work is done. If I am being dictated, nope, these are the instructions you're going to follow. Here's how you're going to do it. You're going to you know, do X, Y, Z to create this handbook. That tells me I'm an employee. Why? I'm getting instruction on how the work is being done. Training is another thing. I mean, I can go on and on. Training is a big one. If you have to train someone on how to do the job a certain way that you're expecting, that might trigger an employee situation. Maybe they have to attend courses or meetings, like I mentioned before. If your independent contractor is not trained by you in any way, shape, or form, and I'm not saying just getting acclimated to how you do business. It's really about more than that in terms of how to do the job you're expected to be done. As an independent contractor, as an HR consultant, nobody tells me how I need to work a client or a contract or a function or a project. That comes because of my extensive training, my years of experience, and my subject matter expertise. That may not be the case if I'm an employee. I may not have those skill sets and I may be instructed on how to do the, the job. So it's a very long, long 
list of questions that may be covered, you know, four of the 24, right? Hours of work, where the work is done, the order of tasks, the relationship, the the profit and loss of my business. Do I have other clients, right? Mm -hmm. If I am working solely for one employer and I have no other sources of revenue or profit, that might be an employee situation. So it's not just one of these. It's all, you know, in combination with each other to, to make that designation. But thank you for that question. It's so important that employers make sure to make it, designate it right. So I just think it's important that your listeners understand that, you know, the whole independent contractor thing could be fines, right? We, we could get some fines as a result of non-compliance here. So you really want to uh, take a cautious look at that. Well, that's our show today. Thanks for listening to The Complete Manager Makeover. I'm Lisa Perez. If you enjoyed our show and want to know more about our community or training resources, search for us on the web, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn at The Complete Manager Makeover, where I invite you to become part of our community. Please leave us a review and share our movement to transform the human in human resources with The Complete Manager Makeover.